Welcome to Seek the Globe podcast. This podcast is about three main things, travel, seeking discomfort, and mental health. Every week I'm joined by a new guest and we discuss a variety of topics, including travel tips, tricks, and advice, comfort zones and life lessons, as well as the importance of mental health. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Seek the Globe podcast. Today is another Thailand episode and on today's episode we're talking all about our experience on the island of Koh Samui in Thailand. I'm once again joined by Georgie and we're going to be just basically reflecting on our experience. So let's start off like we did last episode by describing our experience in Koh Samui in three words. What would you say? Um, Sun, fun and snorkeling sun fun and snorkeling okay i would say like luxury yeah yeah luxury sunburn Mm -hmm. and comfort zone yeah with the snorkeling we'll go and talk about what what i mean by comfort zone but let's start by talking about the accommodation because i feel like we were particularly excited for the accommodation in Koh Samui. Yeah, it was definitely a, like a pinch me what is my life moment. Yeah, pinch me what is my life. Um, yeah. So the first place we stayed at was called Villa The Spot and it was high up in the mountains. It was this luxurious set of villas with two infinity pools, the most gorgeous view of the sea. Talk to me about Villa The Spot. It was one of the hardest places to get to in Koh Samui by far. 700 baht taxi. Taxi from the airport. Very expensive. Every single person we spoke to was like, oh, up high, up high. And we were like, how high is this going to be up high? Yeah. So it has to be accessed by full drive only, um, the taxis. And they, t- they drop you off at the front 100 metres from the front door because they, they can't actually get a car down the steep driveway of the villa the spot. So you have to walk down. It's definitely not wheelchair accessible. It's definitely not for older people if you have joint issues. I'm talking like a a very steep slope for 100 metres um, to get down to the front door and then obviously to get back up to leave to get a taxi, you have to do the same. Um, Villa the spot on first impression was like, wow. Like, my, I had no words. It was one of the most incredible places I've ever seen in my life. Um, very modern, red, like, ref, like look like brand new villas. Well set over, looking over Koh Samui, on the beat like over the township i guess and the ocean and we somehow manifested the the one room that was in our pinterest board um which overlooked the main road of kusamui and the ocean it was just incredible um and the price of it was 140 australian so 70 dollars australian each for 70 the pounds no oh 70 dollars each so that's £35 per person for the night. For the night. Which included breakfast, but we went there to get breakfast. That it just blows my mind. Like, you can't get a hotel in the UK for that price. You just can't get any hotel for that price. No. And like here. Not even the most basic of hotel in the UK. It would be a hostel here for yeah. that price. Or a, a motel. Hostel, yeah. Like a motel, which is like yeah. shit. Really shit in Australia. I just, like you said, I remember arriving and being like, what is my life? Like, how am I able to stay somewhere like this? And then you remember it's only £35 and you're like... This is just so cheap. You almost, it almost goes from just like shock to just being like, how? Like, yeah. how is this so cheap? Like, like how it was does just it run? Unbelievable. Yeah. It was so 
like it took my breath away. I just mm. remember take, getting my phone out and just taking so many photos, so many videos, just so to many. like capture my initial impressions of it because it was just that amazing. And then we got taken to our actual like villa and it was just amazing. And like you said, with the best view, I think of all mm. of them. I think we got so lucky. And then we were in the pool for like literally most of the day, just taking photos and videos. It was definitely a content it opportunity for the both of us. And we had the food that I dropped in the, in the pool, in the pool um, <laughs> which was not good. The food was the, the food was good, but me dropping it in the water wasn't good. Um, and we had the, had the Chang beer. It was just like a wow. It was. Like, wow, what is my life? This is insane. The one thing that sort of let it down was on finishing our stay there, we found out that the main owner was not there because of family issues. But when we first got there, the peop- the staff that were there were obviously not usually in charge of directing, like, communicating in English with um, tourists, so they had very limited English. We didn't know if we could get Grab, which is like Uber Eats, if we were hungry, because it was such a long way from the main town. We weren't sure if they could cook us food. It was all very hard to understand if we could get a taxi the next day for our next tour. It was all very difficult, and then they didn't really tell us that breakfast was included in the morning and like how to check out or how to get down it was all very confusing so that was the one thing I think that let it down it yeah it wasn't massively professional no in terms of like just the communication and yeah I think the communication was the main thing yeah it just was there was an issue they didn't have communication and we spoke to the guy being like can you we, we found he was a taxi driver, didn't we? And we were like, oh, we need to be here at 7.30 tomorrow. Can you drop us off? And he was like, yeah, yeah. But obviously he didn't, he didn't understand. understand, so he wasn't there the next day. And thank goodness we had sort of preempted the fact that we didn't think he'd potentially understood. So we sorted out, like, another plan. Um, but I feel like overall it was just the best. Definitely. The like, com- yeah, communication definitely. And they were really good about the fact that we didn't have breakfast um, so they let us not pay for the food we'd had, yeah, like, the room out. service food. Yeah. So basically it all worked out in the end. So they were really good about that. And we were able to get the taxi the next day, which was good, to take us mm-hmm. to Montine House, which was our next accommodation. Do you mm-hmm. want to talk to us about, about Montine House? So Montine House, we, I guess, upgraded, you could say, to our own private pool villa. Still so cheap. was, yeah, still incredibly cheap. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but, like... Maybe $40 Australian a night. So again, like £20 per which person. Which is so cheap. Yeah. Um, for a private pool villa, which the main pool of the hotel was on the beach anyway. So it was all, it was an incredible place. It was located in Chowang Beach, which is, I think, the main touristy place yeah. on the island. It was very busy. Um, and it was sort of like down the end of an alleyway. So you didn't hear too much traffic. Like it didn't sound like it was too busy. It was definitely like you were on the beach, even though you were sitting by the pool. Um, they had happy hour every night from like 5 p.m to 8 p.m and drinks yeah. like 100 baht which is like four dollars australian it's two pounds yeah so like <laughs> they were really good too there was the yeah. um mango daiquiri yeah mango daiquiris so yeah they had plenty of those and they had massage ladies on site for well, how much was it i think i paid 200 250 but for but for like 40 minutes or so yeah yeah and then um we sat around the pool Read a bit. Yeah, went chilled the pool, out. chilled. Got had some photos. Toasty from Seven Eleven. Had a had the famous Seven Eleven toasty ham and cheese, which was great. Which was good. The yeah. hotel was great. It was amazing. Professional. They were friendly. They kept our bags for us when we went on the tour on the first day. The breakfast was good. The villa, well, villa, yeah, hotel yeah. room villa was really big. The Massive. biggest we had. 
um, very like luxurious I'd say mm-hmm. still I'd say still uh, the pool was amazing the fact that we've had a private pool just blew my mind literally um, it was such a nice like cute little pool um, we were like sort of tucked away there was a lot of privacy yeah in terms of like the pool and obviously the villa itself our room was literally what a minute from the other pool 30 seconds from like, the main pool like 100 meters to the beach um, the beach was nice we didn't really spend too much time on the actual beach because no. we were really busy actually during our time at Montine House um, yeah I thought it was great I think it was obviously more functional than Villa the Spot just because of the location Definitely. but Villa the Spot was more like luxurious and sort of mm. like a once in a lifetime opportunity to stay somewhere like that yeah. so I think overall the accommodation was really cheap luxurious worked out really well I think we got really lucky it was great like we could have had a completely different experience based on the room that we were in mm-hmm. um, and it was super central like down the street was the Seven Eleven. ATMs, taxis, yeah, super busy. Like plenty of food options. We didn't really eat there. We ate somewhere else, but yeah, um, yeah, it was so good. Yeah, okay. And then now the activities. So the f- the first sort of main activity we did was the full day tour of the island. Yes. So we started off with I think it was around eight a.m. We did the beach yoga yeah. for an hour, which was at Co Fit Fitco Fitco, Fit which is like a fitness retreat. Um, in Koh Samui, which we both really want to go back to. Yeah. It looked amazing. So there was, it was quite busy, maybe 30 people yeah. doing yeah, it. Outside. Um, doing this lady yeah. who's, who's lived in Thailand, she's from the UK, I think she was, mm. for I think almost 20 years. Yeah. She'd lived, she's lived on Koh Samui. Um, so that was great. I always love doing yoga. It's yeah, fun. It fun. Always good fun. Um, on the beach. So great location, great amazing. setting. It was so beautiful and so good to just like, we'd had an exercise in like, how long yeah and we've been eating like fried food like and like spring rolls and mango sticky rice so to do a bit of exercise was good and then we got taken to the big buddha yeah which is like one of the main tourist hotspots which wasn't very busy again i think probably due to covid they didn't have that many tourists um and then we got taken to some other temples it was all of them in one another buddha temple like a big big buddha temple as well like a different um type of style that was really cool. And then we went to a waterfall, which you went into. You actually swam, swam in the waterfall. Yeah. I got myself the painting, the elephant yeah. painting. That was really cool. Um, yeah, it was like a day full of temples, waterfalls, um, and yoga. Yeah, and it ended up being a private tour. Yeah, it was a private tour, just the two of us. We thought there'd be a group. And then I think the only option was to pick a private tour. Mm. I don't think they offered a group tour. Um, and we were back by 3 p.m.? Yeah. I'd say it wasn't like full day. We we were able to see everything. Literally. But it still meant that we were able to go back to the hotel. Oh, I think cool. we were in the pool for the rest of the day. Yeah. So that was really cool. That was just perfect. Like if you want to see the island in a day, if you're like us where you we weren't on Coast Moon for that long. Yeah. Was it like three nights? Yeah. It wasn't long. So we wanted to see as much of the island as possible in a short period of time. So again that was get your guide. I think it was quite expensive. I want to say around eighty pounds. It was the most expensive tour we did. It was. I think it's because it was private. We didn't even realize. Um, but yeah. we didn't even realize. But that worked really well. The tour guide was great. The driver mm. tour guide. The lunch was cool as well. Yeah. So he took us to like a grandfather rocks. Yeah. Oh and yeah, the sat, rocks. Yeah. We sat there and had lunch. I had a pizza. I had a burger. A burger. <laughs> I think that one day we were just feeling like Western Western food. food. Uh, we were pretty good on the whole with eating Thai food. I think. Yeah. Like fried rice, spring rolls, mango sticky rice. 
But I think that day I was just really craving a pizza. Just and it was something, really nice. something yeah. less ricey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was really good. We really, really good. Chilled. chilled for the rest of the day. And then the day after, we rather spontaneously, didn't we, booked yeah. a full day snorkeling trip to Koh Tao and Koh Phangan. So there's three islands on the east side of Thailand. You've got Koh Samui, Koh Tao and Koh Phangan. I've always wanted to go to Koh Tao and Koh Phangan, but I thought this time around, like, just wouldn't be able to again just because mm. of time. And the day trip was perfect, wasn't it? We got to snorkel. I think we headed to Koh Phangan and picked up more people. Yeah. Then we headed to Koh Tao. Yeah. Did the snorkeling in Koh Tao. Mm-hmm. We must have had an hour snorkeling, do you reckon? Just short of an hour? Yeah. It was so amazing. Incredible. I was initially a little bit nervous. I don't know why I get a little bit panicky in, like, big open water. So I went in with my life jacket. Then I was like... It's actually all right. Mm. Put the life jacket back and just was swimming around, looking at all the fish, diving down. It was just absolutely unbelievable. Like, I had the best time. It was, it was so some fun. of the best snorkeling I've ever done. It was so beautiful. And, like, was really clear. Like, I, I love snorkeling. I went down quite deep, and I, I genuinely am obsessed with swimming and snorkeling. And it was similar to what I saw in the Philippines. Like, so colourful, so bright, some amazing fish. Um, and the tour had, I think... 40 people on it. It was a busy tour, yeah. There's a lot of people. I still felt as though we had space yeah. to snorkel and move around. and They took pictures with the GoPro as well, which they was did. cool. Like and they were free. Free photos. Yeah. They were really accommodating. Yeah, they were good. Very friendly. Worked really well. It did. Worked really well. We got back on the boat, and then we went to... Lunch. Lunch, which was nice, which was provided on the tour, mm-hmm. which was just like rice, vegetables, chicken fruit yeah i think yeah. so basic but ev- everything you needed and then after lunch we went to the other island I can't did we backtrack a bit i feel like we might have headed kind of back or maybe it was still on kotal but we went to this viewpoint which i've seen before in photos and videos which was a trek and a half to get up to oh God, it was so hot um so hot but it was worth it for the photos i think it was like a thousand steps yeah up to it was top. and it was like really 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 hot and narrow the steps were so narrow and there was like our whole boat group of people, so 40 people plus other people that we'd never met before, trying to go up this rock and then come back down on steps where only one person wide. It was definitely not a safe... It was kind of dangerous. It was definitely not safe. But that's a running theme of Thailand. Like, there are Absolutely. no safety standards. <laughs> None. <laughs> make sure you've got health insurance. That's what I'll say. If you go to Thailand, like, make sure you've got health insurance. But it was amazing. Got some really cool photos. The viewpoint was awesome. Then we headed back down, and then the weather turned. It definitely we were did. gonna do some more snorkeling, I think, but I don't think anyone did. No, because it, was it too started windy. to get really windy, really rainy. So we headed back on the boat, and then we got how far? Twenty minutes before hmm. <laughs> before the boat decided to uh, run completely run out of fuel. Um, I think because it had been particularly choppy on the way there, they'd used lots of fuel yeah. to like navigate that. So we just stopped in. Well, we weren't that far from the island, were we? From Kof towel and then we had to wait what half an hour for a boat to come and rescue us yeah then in the middle of this ocean area we had to like climb into the other boat like 40 people climbing into another speed boat yeah and then drop people back off at kofanyang kofanyang yeah we did get off at kofanyang didn't we yeah and had um fruit oh yes we had the fruit and we saw the waterfall yeah yeah it's a very interesting waterfall yeah it was like pretty small yeah but still cool but it was cool and then we headed back to Koh Samui. And I think that day trip was £40, I want to say. Yeah. It was, it was really cheap 
for like a full day snorkeling. Lunch they provided the, snor- the they provided the snorkeling equipment. Lunch was provided. They were friendly. They were, you know, nice people, accommodating. We met lots of good people on the Met lots of people, went Mm. for dinner that night with, where was it called again? The Jungle Bar. The Jungle Bar, which you'd seen on TikTok. Yeah. Which I'd highly recommend. It was really cool. It was like westernised pricing. Yeah. But the view, even when we went late, we went at like Mm. eight o'clock. Yeah, it was dark, yeah. Because we got back so late with the boat. Yeah. Um, And we had, I had salmon... And the wine was really nice. The rosé. The rosé was nice. We'd recommend that. I had the goat's cheese salad. That was delicious. Yeah. And we went with some friends that we met on the trip. Yeah. They were, they were super sweet, super nice. Just chatted about, well... Life. Life. <laughs> Thailand, COVID, of course. Um, we were there for a couple of hours, but we were the last ones there. They kind of wanted us out. <laughs> I, I think me. because of COVID, they clo- were closing earlier, just because there weren't as many people, which I understand. But I reckon we could have stayed for like another hour or so easy before yeah. sort of feeling ready to go but it was amazing would highly recommend especially if you want some good photos and videos yeah. which we're always looking for but we um, also got really badly sunburned oh that's the uh, i've ne- i've not got as badly sunburned in a long time yeah like i felt the the pain of the sunburn for like at least a week after it was bad it was bad it was really bad it was really bad and i put sun cream on that's the annoying thing i put sun cream on twice during the day but I didn't count, account for the fact that when you go in the sea, it's going to come off just naturally. So you yeah. need to, like, top it up straight away. And I left it too long mm. in between getting out of the sea and then, like, putting more on. Just... And then the trek, I was wearing a crop top. And that's where the damage was done, yeah. I think. Yeah. Because my shoulders, my back, my face was yeah. so burnt. Was so, and I got a burnt bum because I didn't put sunscreen on it. Which was a rookie error. Lessons learned. And it was ironic because on the way there, I was like, oh, have you ever had the bottom of your feet sunburnt? Because I have, and that was horrible. And the next minute, we were all, like, so badly sunburnt. Really? And, like, when you notice it, it's too late. So yeah. you said to me, before we got on the boat to go back, you were like, oh, your shoulders are looking a bit red. And I was like, oh, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's all right. And then it gets half an hour later, an hour, and you're like, oh, no. It was painful. <laughs> like, oh, no. Yeah. So we had to get some aloe vera. And that didn't really soothe it. It, no. like, temporarily soothes it. You just feel all, like, sticky and horrible. I hate aloe vera, but... Um, but, yeah, I mean, what an amazing island. Again, like, that was my second time there, and it was, you know, again, a really unique experience. I did things that I didn't do before. I stayed in places that I didn't stay in before. So it just shows that if you've been somewhere, just you can go back. Like, because yeah. there's always something new to do, somewhere new to stay. Different I'd ha- happily go back and, I'd like, go to that Fitco uh, retreat and just... Spend a month like being a digital nomad and getting fit and eating good food and enjoying everything Koh Samui has to offer. So yeah, I'd highly so recommend fun. it. Like it was my favorite, hands down. What do you give it out of ten? Nine. Yeah. Apart from the sunburn, I'd give it a nine. And it was the most expensive of the trip. It was. I think out of all the islands, I reckon Koh Samui is the most expensive because it's just the biggest and it's most touristy. It's the most touristy, the most popular. So bear that in mind when like budgeting for your trip. Yeah. I'd say out of all of them, what would you say is the cheapest? Bangkok? Yeah. I'd say. Easy. Because you think street food and the massages and stuff we had yeah. in Bangkok was so cheap because there was so much competition. Yeah. They're like three pounds for like a massage. Literally. Yeah. So Kosamui capitalized on the fact that we didn't have that many choices. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Definitely worth it though. Still cheap compared Absolutely. to like Western prices. Absolutely. But more expensive than Bangkok and Chiang Mai. Like the so taxis like, were quite expensive. Yeah. It was like five, 300 baht for a seven-minute 
car ride. Yeah. And it was 500 baht to get from the airport to Bangkok, which was 45 minutes. Yeah. So, like... Didn't even think about it like that. That is, yeah. Like, it was a lot. expensive. Because what... Like, we don't have much choice. Yeah. So... Well, unless you, like, rent a motorbike or whatever. And if you're there for such a short period of time, it's probably not worth it. No. Like, just getting a taxi is the best way to get around, but... Nor would I want to drive on those roads. No. no the roads were probably on. the worst that I saw in, in the whole of Thailand. In Koh Samui? Yeah, in Koh Samui. I think the roads were the, probably the yeah, worst. because it's tourists plus locals plus... Yeah, it's busy. Scooters. It was just a lot. Navigating a lot, but... Yeah, I'd give it a 9 out of 10. Loved it. Loved Koh Would go back, like I said... Super peaceful, relaxing, luxurious. People, as ever, really friendly and accommodating and welcoming. So, And I just love the fact that we could swim because Chiang Mai and Bangkok was just, like, just hot. Yeah. And you had the pools, but I think going and swimming in the ocean is so good. Yeah. I love it. I would yeah. do it any day of the week. Yeah. Amazing. Well, that's Koh Samui. And I think the next episode we're going to talk about Bangkok. So I've already done an episode about Bangkok, but I feel like... We've still got a lot more to sort of like delve into in terms of like both of our experiences. And we headed back to Bangkok after Koh Samui, so we still did a bit more there. Um, and I did a day trip as well, which I'll talk about, to Ayutthaya, which is like a national park just north of Bangkok. So I hope you guys have enjoyed today's episode. If you did, don't forget to leave a rating and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And we'll see you for the next episode. Welcome to Seek the Globe podcast. This podcast is about three main things travel, seeking discomfort and mental health. Every week I'm joined by a new guest and we discuss a variety of topics including travel, tips, tricks and advice, comfort zones and life lessons as well as the importance of mental health. I hope you enjoy today's episode.